Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. A series called Pursuit, and as we discuss things we pursue in our life, and in pursuing in our life, it's not all about money, it's not all about careers, it's not about all what we can gain. Everybody is pursuing something in their life. Pursuit looks different to certain people. For a mother, they might be pursuing being that great mom, being responsible, being, you know, intentional with their children. Um, A father can be pursuing on being present in certain areas in their kid's life. A student can be pursuing a future career that they want in their life. A a retiree could be pursuing the life of being retired, working all these years and now pursuing just relaxing and being with the grandkids. Pursuit looks different to other people in their life. And even though pursuing is attributed um, at times to goals and ambition, at its simplest form, everybody is pursuing something in their life. And like we spoke last week, there's a criteria that God gives us as we pursue these things in our life, a criteria, a standard, some, some guidelines that we need to follow because if not, in the midst of pursuing, we're going to be burnt out and, 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 and lacking things in our life if we don't pursue the wrong ways. We see in our society right now, a lot of people are pursuing so many things and they're going from one thing to another is because they don't know this concept of being content with what they have at times. Listen, we're all striving for great things. Listen, I'm not going to be up here. I, I would love to have a little bit of money in my, in my bank account and everything like that. But I'm telling you this, if your heart is all about the things and not about the one, then it's a little mix, mixed up in your life. Pursuing, there's a criteria to this pursuing. We also talked about this. We can't have this, we can't quit mindset in the midst of pursuing as well. Sometimes in the pursuit, it seems a little uneasy and it seems a little overwhelming, but if we have these criteria to follow through, we can navigate this pursuing in our life in a different way. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. This is the verse that we're going to we'll be talking about this whole month, and we're kind of breaking it down um, as we learn about pursuing, pursuing, pursuing God's way. Let's go to verse 12. It says, not that I have already obtained this, already, already arrived to these goals, but I press on and take hold that, that what which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Then in verse 13, it says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Last week, we talked about in the midst of pursuing, we have to have a we have to have a heart of humility and we need to choke out pride in our life. Humility is what's going to make us go forward in our life, but then pride seeps in, and we 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 start acting, we start uh, identifying in so many other ways. Today, I want to speak about a concept called the pursuit of forgetting. The pursuit of forgetting. What if I told you this? What if I told you that your mental health, um, what that mental health that you desire is on the other side of you forgetting? What, what if I told you this, that anxiety that you need help with is on the other side of forgetting? See, I know that's a bold statement because I don't understand what you dealt with. 
I don't understand what difficulties you had in your life. I know there's not three steps of getting away from what 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 was what happened to you in your past. I know that there's no medication that can really that really take hold of this pain, this anxiety that you deal with on an everyday basis. And I'm not trying to neglect that at all, but I'm here to say that there's no remedy, but there's a muscle that we need to work out in our life that we can actively do on an everyday basis, not to only take away the things, but to help us a little navigate in this world. The muscle that we need to work on is this forgetting muscle. If you go to a gym, you work out different areas in your in your body to make them stronger. There's a muscle that we don't use a lot. It's called the forgetting muscle. Forgetting will free you. Forgetting will heal you. Forgetting will spark something in you. And forgetting will give you comfort in your life. Now, this is the point where you look at me and say, Pastor, you have completely lost it. You're weird. This is my last service here. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. But I'm here to tell you that Paul has given us these nuggets to help us in the midst of being stuck in our life so we can have an effective future in our life. And as we go to the main verse, we're going to talk about um, verse 13 where it says, um, it says, brothers and sisters, I have not considered myself to have taken hold of this. But one thing I do is forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I really want to talk about one little um word that sticks out in that whole concept of forgetting and it sticks out in this passage is this is these two words called one thing one thing so in this in this passage he could say you know um this one thing i do is you need to pray a lot and move forward it didn't say in this one thing i do is is you have to fast even more to move forward it didn't say, uh, I need to worship more. This one thing I do is worship more to move forward. See, even though those things are good and part of the process, he says this one thing out of all the Christian words I have to, to give you, the, the, the prayer, the fasting, the worship, the giving, all of these things I have for you, this one thing, if you had one word, what would you say it is? Paul says this one thing out of all the words in the vocabulary, out of all the things that I have attained as a Christian through prayer, through fasting, through all these Christian things, this one thing I give you, this nugget I give you to help in your life as you pursue things in your life is forgetting. Isn't that an awkward little kind of concept there? He says, this one thing out of everything I tell you, if you don't listen to anything I tell you, the one thing I want you to take away from this is this, forget what is behind and strain for what is ahead. I'm not saying forgetting the issue or the circumstance that happened to you. I'm not telling you to, to do men in black and then psh, memories are gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that, but what I'm telling you is when conflict pops up in your life and conflict's ugly head pops up in your life, what are you going back to in season that is ruining the progression in your life? We need to look at it as a lesson, but we also have, we have to look at it as a lesson that, that, that happened to us, but not our identity in our life. 
See, we see here in the story of the Israelites, them coming out of Egypt. And, and, and God, tells, God tells Moses, hey, tell the people you're getting out. Let my people go. We all know this, the, the plagues and Pharaoh and everything. God told Moses, you need to tell the Israelites that they are exiting Egypt. But you have to understand, these are generations of people that grew up in, Israel, in Egypt at this moment. They're Israelites, but they're in Egypt. So the customs, some of their children that grew up with them, only know Egypt. They had concepts of, of Israel, but they grew up in Egypt. So their schools are there. Their friends are there. But God literally told the Israelites that you have to not only exit Egypt from a physical form, but you have to exit Egypt through your mind, through your actions. You can't take Egypt's mentality into the promised land. You can't take Egypt's things into the promised land. You can't take the mannerisms and the customs and the rituals of Egypt into what I have for you. And we see the Israelites, when conflict came to, a, to, their, to their shores, literally, we see a Red Sea that pops up. And what does the Israelite people do? Oh, I want to go back to Egypt. They say, I'd rather be enslaved in Egypt and be free dealing with this Red Sea. See, this is what happens all the time in our life, is we have faith to move forward, but there's always a Red Sea. And how you handle the Red Sea is how you're going to, to walk in to your promised land. But we have to have this concept, this muscle of forgetting, even though it was good at one point, even though that relationship did fulfill me at one, at one season, even though that job, that, that friendship fulfilled me in one season, I need to learn how to forget to move forward. It's not what I've written. It's not what, I'm not giving you a motivational speaking. I'm telling you what Philippians say. They say you literally have to have a mindset of forgetfulness. Freedom, they'd rather not live in the freedom and live in bondage. It, it, it's kind of this. God had so much great. God had a promised land for Israel, but they were still operating in Egypt mentality. See, some of us can be freed from that addiction, but still have a mentality of addiction. Some of us can be freed from this, the, these things, but still have the mentality of it. I'm here to tell you today, just because it looks free, is it free in your mind? You have to crucify your flesh daily. It's like this. It says in the word of God that we need to strain forward into the future. This is your future. This is your past. And this is what we, instead of straining forward, we're reaching back. And when you reach back, and you pick up what God has told you to leave back, you bring it into your present form. You bring it into your present, and you operate in what God told you to leave back. And you wonder why these, uh, these, these thoughts come back, and you wonder why you, you, you make decisions out of your hurt, is because you're reaching back when God has told you to reach forward. And when you reach back, what you do is, I'd rather reach back 
to take what I know can either come from me or I have a little control over it and bring it back to what God is doing new because I rather have it near me than away from me because at least it's familiar to me. We have a weird mindset sometimes. That's why we see people in so abused and, and all these things. It's because they for, God is saying, listen, there it happened. And yes, it's real. And the pain is real. But what I have for you is so much greater. But you have to operate in a mindset of forgetting these things. Not forgetting in a way that it, it, it doesn't, it, it, it happened. But what I have for you is so much better. But usually what happened is we can't see the future so it's so easy to go back. See, the Israelite people were in a desert. I mean, hot, nasty, no food around. So it was easy to think of that, man, that steak in Egypt. Oh, that shelter in Egypt. Yes, God had a promise. And yes, they accepted the promise, but they couldn't see it. So when you can't see but you can only have faith for what God has for you. You have to have a different kind of mindset. Say, hey, I know that tastes good back there, but there's so much greater for me. And I have to forget the taste to embrace what God has for me. It, it, it's, it's a mindset. Stop reaching back. You says to strain forward. Here's some things that we need to forget in our, uh, to, to go forward. Number one, we need to forget our failures. The Bible says there's no condemnation through Christ Jesus. If it happened, it happened. If you failed with it before, it failed. But you got to forget it. Some of us are operating in the failures of three years ago. Have you heard this saying before? I forgive, but I don't forget. And that mindset is kind of funny to me because you 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 for, you you forgive, but you don't forget. But not forgetting is rooted in a in a, a sense of vengeance. Like, I'm going to forgive them, but I'm not going to forget what they did to me. Because one day, when they pop up off me again, I'm going to take back that same mindset. But, uh, but, you, but didn't you forgive them? It's too much for you to say. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. It's rooted in a sense of vengeance, when you take and pick it up when you want to operate in it. But forgiveness, what if God did that to you? The cross, I die for you, I forgive you. But what happened when you messed up yesterday? Jesus is not like, oh. But you did this to me. But you lied. In the church, we have given people, op we have given people permission to operate in unreal unforgiveness. Because you heard it before, you can forgive them, but you know what? You don't have to forget what what happened to them. No, you do. That's what forgiveness is. But what happens is, is we want to not forget. Because we truly don't want to forgive. We forgive because we want to check it in our Christian form. I did it because I'm a Christian. But, 
But if you truly forgive, it's better, for me, it's better to forget than it is to forgive. Because forgetting takes you out of the picture and says, listen, I'm going to choose to look at this person past their issue and see them as Jesus sees them. So if they hurt me, I'm not going to look at them through hurt. If they talked about me, I'm not going to look at them and I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to, when I see them at Walmart, do this. It's too real, Carlos. Because you know you do that. We have to operate as believers of Christ in a forgetting mindset. Because Jesus operates in a forgetting mindset. He said, I will wash away your sin as far as the east is from the west. You know how far the east is from the west? It keeps on going because he, for, he doesn't look at it. If we're supposed to be believers of Christ, we need to operate as Christ, not operate as forms of Christ. Not operate when I want to pick it up and, and, and talk about that person. No, you forgive, you forgive. But we need to forget our failures because sometimes our own failures and circumstances are holding us back from the growth of now. And you operating and picking things up in your present that's supposed to be in your past does not work. This forgetting mindset is, is an actual choice daily to forget. Let me tell you this. There are bad decisions that you have done years ago that is messing with your growth today. And you know it. And you don't want to deal with it. And I'm telling you right now, it's not working in your life. Oh, pastor, but you don't know what they did to me. I, I, I don't. And to be honest, I, I don't wish it on anybody else. But here's the reality. It is holding you back from what God wants to do in your life. Stop reaching back and strain. There's this word in there that we don't talk about a lot. It's called straining. I don't know about you, but when I'm straining, it's not enjoyable. You know what I mean? Straining is like, it, it, it makes you look ugly. Stra straining is, is, is sometimes a pressurous thing. So why in the midst of me growing, the Apostle Paul says, I need to strain? Because the Apostle Paul knew that this concept was foreign. He knew that it was easier to go back than to go forward. So he literally said, this thing that I'm telling you, it's going to be a strain. It's going to be a precious thing. It's going to be something that is hard. Christianity is hard. Because we're straining towards the thing of Christ when culture is pushing us. We're straining. Sometimes it's a strain in life. Sometimes it's a strain to wake up. Sometimes it's a strain not to go crazy on those kids. Sometimes it's a strain to not cuss that boss out. 
It's a strain. Strain means a force to make a, a, an unusual great effort. Sometimes the pursuit of God, needs, there needs to be a push past our past into our future. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, 25, then Jesus told the disciples, if anybody would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever, wh whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for it, in my sake will find it. This verse is powerful verse for, the, for your future. And let me explain it. Number one, let me give you these three things that this verse says that is going to help you. Number one, um, deny yourself. It says to deny myself daily. We have to say no to our flesh and say yes to the spirit. We have to deny ourselves. Then there's this other verse that is very comforting to me. It says, pick up your cross. Sure. So it's literally telling me this. There's an issue on the floor, a cross, something that is there. That is my issue that I deal with daily. If it was for me, I wish they would say, hey, leave your cross there and walk away. Like, I wouldn't want to pick up that thing. But what does it say? Pick up your cross daily and follow. Pick up your issue daily and follow me. Why? Because the enemy, what, is, what does the Bible say? It says that we are overcomers by the word of the lamb and the word of our what? Testimony. So it's saying this. It's saying, pick up your story and follow me. Because your story matters. Your story is powerful. You look at your story and you're like, oh, man, I wish I didn't do that. Hey, you did it, but make it be your story and not your outcome. Somebody needs to see your story. Somebody needs to hear your story. So that's why the Bible says, pick that thing up and follow me. But then there's this other part which says, follow me. So you're telling me that I have to pick up the thing that I don't want to be a part of and follow you. Yeah, I get it from my testimony, but this is what the Bible said. It, he, they should have stopped and said, hey, pick up your cross. That's it. And let's go. <laughs> but it says, pick up your cross and what? Follow me. Follow him. There was a clear direction of what God had, and it was to follow him. I truly believe that God knew that the cross we pick up was going to be appealing at times to go back to. So he said, put your focus on me and not the cross. Woo, this is too much. You know when you're weak and you're picking up your cross and the cross looks a little appealing. Is it? I don't know about you, but sometimes what I did in the past seems a little appealing. But God said, while you pick up your testimony, your testimony is not supposed to appeal you back to it. It's supposed to get you away from it, but use it as a tool for my kingdom. So what did he say? He said, don't put your gaze on the sin. Put your gaze on the one. 
He says, while you pick that thing up, your focus is not on the thing. It's going to be used as a tool. But when you keep your focus on me, it does, you're not going to want to go back because what I have for you is so much better. You pick up that testimony. You follow me because your focus is in the right direction. But this is what we do. We pick up our cross and we're like, oh, girl. And we start peeking back. What happens to Lot's wife? I don't know. You said it. It's when we reach back is when we get in trouble. But when we have our focus on him, the cross that we pick up is not appealing. It's only a tool to help people say, if I got through this, so can you. Stop reaching back for approval. Stop reaching back for attention. Stop reaching back for validation. Hey, listen, I know they hurt you, but he's, you've really been validated by him. Stop looking at people to validate you. Stop reaching back for comfort. Forgetting your failures frees you from, frees your now so you can strive for your future. And the second thing that you need to forget, not only got to forget your failures, you also got to forget your successes. You, you got to forget your successes because here's the thing. Success sometimes stops innovation. At times, your successes of the past will pause you with your faith of now. Because you already reached that goal. You don't need faith anymore. You have the money. You have the resource. You have the house now. So you don't need a faith anymore. But sometimes we need to forget the, the successes so we can still have faith for the future. There, there's, there's at times that people are, they, they prayed for this situation. They, they prayed and prayed and prayed and God answered them and they, be, they became complacent in the success. Because now I don't need to operate in faith. I can operate in what I already have. Sometimes we need to have a, we need to get away from that I made it mentality and embrace the mentality, I need you, God. God is a God of the new. But we can't operate in the old and expect the new. In the church, we do this all the time. Back in the day, we used to have revivals that used to go three hours and 80 by, everybody slain in the spirit. We ran out of blankets to put on people. We say it all the time. Oh, that one old hymn. Songs aren't like they used to be. Oh, I remember that one time. We used to, well, an hour services? We used to have hours, four hour services. And we used to, we used to be slain in the spirit and everybody's knocking each other's bobby pins away. And listen, I'm not saying all those things are bad. But sometimes... We're so focused on what happened before. We need to take what we need to we need to be grateful for what God brought us through. But we don't need to live there. God has something new for our life. And all these are great things, but we're missing the move of God in the now. Isaiah chapter 43 says like this. Remember not the former things, nor the things of old. Behold, I am what? Doing a new thing. It spring forth. Do you not see it? Why did he ask that question, do you not see it? Because it was happening. 
he was saying, hey, do you not see it? Or are you stuck back then? He was asking the question like, are you in the old or are you in the new? Do you not see it? See, we need to give God thanks for the wins of the past, but do not stay there and have faith and humble yourself for the, the plans of the future. Forgetting the, forgetting the successes frees you to dream again and have faith again in now. And as I close, not only do we need to forget the failures of the past, sometimes the successes of the past. Listen, let me tell you this. You, you, you have to sometimes look at the successes to learn from them. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying don't get stuck there because God wants to do more. The successes, but we also have to embrace his freedom that he has for us. See, in the, in the verse, it says this. It says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards for what is ahead. Let me say this to you. There is a ahead in your life. God is doing, working in your future. Some of us are like, wait, what is, you know, I would do it if I know there's an end to this. There is an end to this. God is going to listen. God is going to answer that prayer. Let me free you today. There is an end. See, this is where we stay all the time between our faith and between our doubts. And we have to operate knowing that God will have the final say. And in the middle season, if he blesses me, I am blessed. If he doesn't, I'm still blessed. If you don't take my word for it, let's finish this message by just saying his word. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. I couldn't preach a better message than that. But let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for uh, welfare, not evil, a future and a hope. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans of the minds of the men, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and what? Lean not unto your own understanding. Romans 8, verse 18. For consider that the sufferings of the present times is not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. And the last one, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. For I am sure of this, that who have begun a good work will bring it to completion the day of Christ Jesus. There is light at the end of the tunnel. All we got to do is stay faithful, stay moving forward. Do not look back. Learn from the past, but do not live in it. I have faith for the season. I'm going ahead, and God is there already there. He's already made the provision. Yes, the Egypt food sounds good. The shelter, the comfort was good. But through the desert is what got them to the promise. You missed that. The Egypt amenities were great. But only through the desert is what got them to the promise. We serve a God that is in the forgetting business. 
Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. For I will be merciful towards their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. I, I am he who blots out their transgression for my own sake. And I, will rem- and I will not remember your sins. Last one. Psalms chapter 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has what? Removed our transgressions. We serve a God that is in the forgetting business. So why do we operate in the grabbing business. No, just leave it back. Strain for what is ahead because God is doing a new thing in your life. I know the hurt is real. Listen to me. I am not neglecting what has happened to you. It's horrible. But I'm here to tell you today, don't let it hinder your now and don't let it get into that future. Because God wants to do something in your life. Egypt is great, but the promised land is so much better. It's when you're operating in a forgetting mindset. We learn from the lessons, but we don't take it into our future. Because God is doing a new thing in your life today. Everybody hear Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together.